Welcome to the Dew of Heaven service with Reverend Brian Krumah. Reverend Brian Krumah brings you powerful and practical teachings of the Word of God, which is able to save your soul. Reverend Bright currently pastors the Bronx North Branch of the Kodesh Family Church in New York City, a church full of love, joy, and enthusiasm for the Lord. We pray that this message brings hope and light to your life. Listen and be blessed. We are thankful and we are grateful this afternoon to be here. Lord, we thank you for your goodness, for your mercy. We thank you, Lord, for safety. We thank you, Father, that we are alive today. We are counted amongst those of the living. Therefore, Lord, we are grateful. Now, Lord, as we come before you, we pray, Lord, that you hear us. We pray, Lord, that you give us your spirit to minister to us this afternoon in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Why don't you clap your hands together for the Lord as you take your seats. Wonderful. Well, we ended um, a long series of messages on, on loyalty and disloyalty. The things that cause the church of God to cease or the work of God to cease. And um, I want you to listen to those messages again. I believe that um, it will really, really bless you and make you, they will make you a proper member of what God is doing in this place. I want to announce to you that um, you may not know, but many people's eyes are on our church, and um, you, are, you, are, you are favored, and you are blessed. Amen. You are favored, and you are blessed. And can you, I want to share um, some, uh, a message with you uh, about your money. I, do, you, do you know that God is interested in your money, and that God is interested in how much money you should have? Do you understand? God is very much interested in that. And today, I want to talk to you about tithe. Hallelujah. I want to talk to you about tithe, tithing. And um, I want to talk to you about tithe and curses. Tithe and curses. And we are sharing from the book, Why Non-Tithers Become Poor and Why Tithers, How Tithers Become Rich. Amen. And um, those of you who um, will have the book, you can um, turn to your book. I, ha- I left my hard copy, but um, this is the book. You may all have it. You should all have it. We had um, a long series of messages on that book, and, um, but I want to just share from that book with you why non-tithers become poor and why tithers, how tithers become rich. And today I want to talk about tithe and curses. Why don't you turn with me to Malachi chapter 3. Malachi chapter 3 and verse number 8. Malachi chapter 3 and verse number 8. I like the gift. Is that mine? Oh, you are just um, teasing me. Wonderful. Okay. Malachi chapter 3 and verse 8. It says, Will a man rob God? Yet ye have robbed me. But ye say, Wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings. Ye are cursed with a curse. For ye have robbed me. Even this whole nation. Hallelujah. It says, will a man rob God? Will a man rob God? Yet ye have robbed me. But ye say, wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings. Then the next verse says, ye are cursed with a curse. For ye have robbed me. Even this whole nation. Hallelujah. Ye are cursed with a curse. 
So there is a curse that is associated with tithe. Do you understand? Now, we want to, I want us to look at some few manifestations or some characteristics of a cursed life. Some characteristics of someone who is cursed. Number one, a person who is cursed experiences persistent frustrations. Persistent frustrations. When a person is cursed, one of the signs that you clearly will see is persistent frustrations. And we see a person like that and we attribute these things to so many reasons. We attribute to some poor grandmother who cannot even see. And we say this is the reason why you are going through these frustrations. But when you are cursed, one of the signs is persistent frustration. The next thing is a person who is cursed experiences low or is low in everything. The person is low in everything, in every situation, in every position. You find that person is low in everything. That is a person who is cursed. The next one, he, a person who is cursed experiences specific or there is a specific evil that has been evoked for that person. A specific evil has been evoked, invoked against that person. Number four, a person who is cursed experiences plagued or is plagued with mysterious freak incidents. That person is plagued with mysterious freak incidents. You know, some things happen to certain people and it's so freaky. Have you seen something like that? You know, and you wonder, you can't even explain. How can a person experience such a thing? Some freak incidents. Do you understand? Fire comes and consumes you. You know, you, you, some freak incidents like that. Do you understand? Yeah. A person who is cursed experiences persistent failure. Persistent failure. When a person is cursed, there is persistent failure. Everything you do fails. Everything you try fails. Hallelujah. The next thing, a person who is cursed experiences persistent rejection. Persistent rejection. Do you see? Rejection in relationship. Rejection when you go for job interviews, you are always rejected. You get so close to marrying and you are rejected. Almost married and you are rejected. You go for interviews and they call you again and they call you again and you are almost getting the job. Almost being referred to the human resources office and then you are rejected. A person who is scared experiences this kind of thing. Do you understand? So close in finishing school, so close and then they terminate you. Do you understand? So close and then they terminate you. That is a person who is cursed. Hallelujah. Yes. person who is cursed experiences rejection in relationships. You are rejected. You stay with a person for so long Expecting that the ring is definitely coming. The ring is coming on your finger. And suddenly, suddenly, the person sees something. Something about you and then he changes his mind or her mind. And he or she ends the relationship. You were almost married. That is a person. Have you seen something like that before? Yeah. You plan your wedding gown. Your wedding suit, your tuxedo, you plan your invitations, you have placed orders, almost. And then everything ends. Do you understand? And it causes more frustrations. More frustrations. You experience more frustrations. And then it goes on from one relationship to another. You see the same pattern being repeated from one relationship to another. That is a person who is cursed with a curse. Amen. He says, ye are cursed with a curse. 
You see, you experience rejection. At some point, you get tired of being in a relationship. You get tired. You don't even want to start another relationship. Do you understand? Because, you see, you get tired. It's not easy to, to be in a relationship and build a relationship. Do you understand? It's not easy. Because you are tired of standing on your right foot. Do you understand? You get tired standing on your right foot. You can't stand on your right foot for a long time. Do you understand what I mean? Yes. <laughs> or you don't understand. Apostle Joel said something. He said that when people are in relationships, when they want to get married, everyone, you put forth your right foot. Do you understand? You bring your right foot forward. That is the one you want people to see. Or you want your spouse or your beloved to see the right foot. So you do everything right. Everything is nice. You are someone that the person can't wait to marry. So the right foot is always showing. You see, that is why there are a lot of surprises in marriages. There are a lot of surprises in marriages. Because what people do is they put forth the right foot. Do you understand? And then when the marriage, when the ring comes on the finger, then they bring, they are tired. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Yeah. When they get married, then they bring the right, the left foot. And then you are surprised. You say, I didn't see this behavior about you. I didn't know you were like this. I never heard you talk like that. You never had this behavior. You never had this character. You see, the right foot is what you saw. Do you understand? It is constantly the right foot. That is why people get frustrated. You see, they get frustrated when relationship is going on for too long. Because it's too much to keep standing on your right foot. Can you just put the ring on my finger? And let us move on. You see? And sometimes people just get tired and then they just bring their... I'm tired of... You know, I'm tired. So they bring their left foot and then you say, hey! And then you run away from the relationship. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yeah. Everyone who wants to get married is proper, nice, respectful, obedient. My Lord, what do you want? Is that what you want? Is there anything? Your wishes are my commandments. Whatever is in your heart, that is my command. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Now, when you get married, you say, oh, do this. Why? Give me reason why you think, I think this is what I want to buy. Give, you see, that the left foot has now shown up. Do you understand? Yeah. That is why we don't encourage relationships to go on for so long. People get tired. Look, can, I mean, how long can you stand on your right foot? You can't. You can't. So you have to marry quickly before you are, you are found out or you are discovered. The next thing, more characteristics or more manifestations of a cursed person consistently assigned to the bad option. You are consistently assigned to the bad option. That means you get the, you get the worst of options always. When there are choices, you always get the worst option. When you are cursed with a curse. He says, ye are cursed with a curse. Ye are cursed with a curse. For ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. You have robbed me. Hallelujah. The next one, the person who is cursed experiences or encounters only bad people. You encounter only bad people. When you are cursed with a curse, you encounter only bad people. 
Amen. Amen. Number 10, one who is cursed is one who is always last. You are always last. It doesn't matter how early you begin. It doesn't matter how fast you take off. You are always last. You always turn out to be the loser when you are cursed. That is a life that is cursed. Now, these things are real things that happen to people. Do you understand? There are people who experience all these things and they find other reasons or they look for other reasons. Hallelujah. But they will never happen to any one of you. I say these cases, these manifestations will never happen to any of my children. If you are here under the sound of my voice, these manifestations, these cases will never happen to you. Amen. To bypass you. Hallelujah. You are blessed people. Amen. I am not a pastor of cursed people. I am not a pastor of cursed people. I can tell you that. That I am not, I'm not pastoring people to be cursed. I am pastoring people to be prosperous. To be blessed. Hallelujah. Yes. Anyone who really believes in me is blessed. And is prosperous. I'm telling you. Yes. Anyone who truly believes in me is blessed. If you, are, if you don't know, go around and ask the people. Ask. You look at the persons. Do you really believe in? Yeah, ask. You will you, you'll be blessed. I'm telling you. You are prosperous. Hallelujah. All the ones who truly believe in me, I say they are blessed. They are blessed until they become some way. Do you understand? Until they become some way. Amen. But you are never cursed. The next one. The curse that comes on thieves comes on a person who is cursed. When, amen. You experience the curse that comes on thieves. Do you know that thieves are generally cursed? Thieves are cursed in general. Do you understand? All thieves are cursed. I'm telling you, all thieves are cursed. So if you join that group, you are automatically cursed. If you join the group of thieves, you are automatically cursed. So try not to steal. Tell your neighbor, try not to steal. Amen. And stealing is stealing. Do you understand? Any form of stealing is stealing. (laughs) Some of you steal anything and everything. Stealing from the job? You steal anything. Huh? You steal paper clips? You steal paper plates? You steal paper cups? You steal printing papers? Everything paper you steal. Why? Anything that is paper, you steal. Some of you can't even buy coffee in your own house. You steal the, 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 the company's coffee. You steal the sugar. You can't buy sugar. You take the packets of sugar. And then when you are making cocoa, you just empty several packets into your... But every stealing is stealing. Can I have a witness in the church? Or you have not stolen something like that before? And some of you, you also steal everything plastic. Anything that is plastic cups. You steal plastic forks, plastic knives, plastic spoons, plastic bowls. Even your house. The bowls that you make your salad, they all from the job. Everything. True or not true? The thing that they, the prongs, the trunk that they use for the salad. You take them from the job. Everything you steal. Some of you even steal aluminum foil. (laughs) Wow. But stealing is stealing. Amen. 
stealing is stealing. Some people steal people's husbands. They steal people's wives. Some people steal people's beloveds. Hey! You see, how can you steal someone's beloved or someone's husband or someone's wife and get away with it? You cannot. You will be cursed. Do you understand? Somebody showed me a video about a lady who sat, she, she woke up and dressed and she, I think she was on her, in, a, in her bedroom or something, very frustrated. And she sent in a message to all married women. And she said, all you married women, you are selfish. She, she's not trying to steal your husband. But she's saying that why can't you share your husbands with us single women? Because single women, we are suffering. So she's asking, pleading with married women to share their husbands. Hey! What a shock. <laughs> but stealing is not good. Tell your neighbor, stealing is not good. Amen. Tell your neighbor, stealing is not good. Hallelujah. And you see, you, you know that stealing is not good. You know stealing is not good. That is why you hide to do it. All stealing activities, you hide to do it. You steal from the Lord. And you hide to do it. Isn't that so? Because when you are stealing from the Lord, you hide. You don't even want to see what is in your hand. You squeeze the money like this. That is a sign that you are stealing from the Lord. Before you put the offering in the bowl, you are squeezing them. You don't want anyone to see. Because you know that you are stealing from the Lord. You know that what is in your hand is not what is worth the Lord. To begin with, you start off by going to the corner store. You see? You go to the corner store and you don't want anyone to see you going to the corner store. Even when you are going to the corner store to just buy your gum or something freely, you don't hide. But this time, you don't want anyone to see that you went to the corner store Sunday morning before coming. And then, cold winter day like this. Then you go and buy cold water bottle. Cold water bottle. <laughs> and then you stand in the store and drink the whole, whole bottle. <laughs> Just so you will get change. Just so they will give you change. You, it's too much to give this $10 to the Lord. It's too much to give this $20 to the Lord. It's too much even to give this $5 to the Lord. So you buy a bottle of water and drink the whole thing. And then you come inside the church and then you are shivering. And then you are angry with us that the place is too cold. <laughs> you say the place is too cold. Huh? It's not nice. Tell your neighbor it's not nice. On a hot summer day, hot summer day, sunny day, you go to the store and buy coffee. You, you don't drink coffee. You don't drink coffee. You don't drink tea. You don't drink coffee. You go to the store and then you buy, you buy hot coffee. Coffee, 90 degrees outside. And then you drink it. <laughs> you stand in a store and drink it before you come. And then you come and sit here sweating. And then you are angry with us that we don't have the air condition on. You are the only one that is sweating. You see, so you hide. And then when you come with the change, as you are sweating... Then you squeeze the money like this. Because you are embarrassed of what is in your hand. You know that you are stealing from the Lord. You know that God has given you more than you are given. Isn't that so? Hallelujah. <laughs> I was on an airplane and then um, the um, air hostess was coming around. And then she's asking, what would you drink? What would you drink? And then there was a man that is sitting. There's a man here and another man that is sitting on another row. 
And then he said, um, <laughs> he said, I want, <laughs> I'll tell you later. <laughs> Do you want to know why? <laughs> he told the air hostess. <laughs> oh man. You are spoiling the preaching. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> God, I've messed. <laughs> Let's continue preaching, okay? <laughs> because we can't move on with the preaching. Do you want to know what he told? He said to the old air hostess, I want minerals. He said to the flight attendant, I want minerals. And then the person said, what is minerals? <laughs> so, <laughs> so he's sitting there. There is this um, African-American male sitting here, and I'm sitting here. So the lady asked him, what is minerals? He said, so he turned to the man that is sitting here and to me and looking on how he said she's an air hostess, she doesn't know minerals. She feels she should be fired. How can you have this job? You don't know minerals. So then she, she said, we don't have that. Anything else I can have? She said, okay, you don't have Fanta. <laughs> so she said, we don't have Fanta, but we have Pepsi, we have Coke, we have, he says, give me anything. <laughs> he says, give me anything. That's minerals. You don't know. <laughs> But the, um, the flight attendants learned something. That minerals, when people say minerals, it's not gold and diamonds and silver, but it's um, soda. They call it mineral. Zechariah chapter 5 and verse 3. Let's preach. Let's preach. Zechariah chapter 5 and verse 3. Then said he unto me, This is the curse that goeth forth over the face of the whole earth. For everyone that stealeth shall be cut off, as on this side according to it. And everyone that sweareth shall be cut off, as on that side according to it. I will bring it forth, saith the Lord of hosts, and it shall enter into the house of the thief. And into the house of him that sweareth falsely by my name. And it shall remain in the midst of his house. And shall consume it with the timber thereof and the stones thereof. Hallelujah. That means when you steal, this is a curse that comes upon you. And it stays in your house. And it will consume your house. That means it will pass on to your children. When you steal, stealing is not good. Tell your neighbor, stealing is not good. Amen. Now he says, go back to verse 3. He says, verse 3. Then said he unto me, this is the curse that goeth forth 
over the face of the whole earth. Do you understand? So, it's over the face of the whole earth. That means, stealing is stealing everywhere. And a curse comes upon you, or comes upon you wherever you are, when you steal. Do you understand? So, over the whole earth, stealing is something that is considered a crime or a sin. And is punishable by law. Everywhere. Everywhere. Do you understand? You see, there are certain countries, when you spit on the street, it's, you can spit anywhere you want. And then, in other countries, when you spit on the street, you'll be arrested. And you'll be given a ticket. Do you understand? In a certain country, when you drop litter, when you drop paper, you litter every, anywhere, you'll be arrested. Or you'll be given a fine. But in other countries, you can litter wherever you want. Anywhere. Or you can even urinate, ease yourself, as long as you are not worried about the people who are looking. It is okay. Do you understand? But in other places, you can't do that. But for stealing, no matter where it is, it says over the whole earth, over the face of the whole earth, stealing is stealing and is punishable by law. Hallelujah. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? No one steals and turns out to be prosperous. Amen. People who steal millions and millions of dollars from governments and from companies, a curse comes upon them. Enters into their homes. No one steals and be prosperous. They will lose it. They lose it. The household loses it. You may experience flamboyant life in the period, but a curse has entered into your house. And it says it will stay there. It will remain there and consume the timber thereof. The build the woods that is built in your house. The curse will consume it. Do you understand? Yeah. Sometimes people steal millions of dollars. Recently, there is a, excuse me, there's a young man in the UK. His name is Kweku Adoboli. He stole, or he, I mean, they supposedly, or they claim he stole about two point something billion dollars. Two point something billion dollars because he was working with a Swiss bank, some investment company. Young man, 38 years old. And he enjoyed his life for a long time. And finally, it turns out, that you'll be cursed. Do you understand? Yeah. Except the Lord pardons you and delivers you miraculously from this curse. And people do this kind of lifestyle, live this kind of lifestyle, still, still here, still there, still there. And then they bring it to God. And then they come and steal from God. You see, people do this thing and they extend themselves to God himself. And they are not afraid. They are not afraid. And God is actually shocked. He is shocked that. He says, will a man rob God? Will a man rob God? You see, stealing is different from robbing. Do you understand? When you are stealing, you hide to steal. You know, people don't see you stealing. Isn't that so? When you are stealing, you, 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 you play games. When the people are not looking, then you steal. Or you steal such that you will not be caught. You see, if you are, with your, you are in a room, you are sharing an apartment, three people, it's easy for you to steal because they don't know who took it. You see, it could be either of the two. But if you are two, you will not steal. If there's a third person, then you have an opportunity because there'll be confusion. It's either you or you understand, and then it's not certain. So stealing, you always hide. But robbing, when you are robbing, you do it when the person can see. So that is why when you are robbing, it is usually dangerous. It is usually violent. Do you understand? Because the person is seeing, and then you are taking the thing by force. You see, that is why God, you are not stealing from God, but you are robbing him. Because God sees everything. You are not hiding to take from God. What you are squeezing in your hand, 
is a robbery. Because he sees what is in your hand. So he says, will a man rob God? Will a man boldly attack God and rob him at gunpoint? Do you understand? Will a man, a man, ordinary man, a man that is mortal, will he rob God? And God is actually shocked that a man will rob him. Hallelujah. So stealing is different. Amen. And God is actually shocked. It is dangerous to steal from authority. It is a very dangerous thing when you are stealing from authority. Do you know that? Yes. It is very dangerous when you are stealing from someone who is in authority. Someone who sees what is there. Someone who sees what has been given you. It is dangerous to steal from a person like that. And if you are not really sure, you are not sure how it feels like to steal from authority, you try stealing from the IRS and see. Do you understand? Try stealing from the... If you want to know the effect of stealing from authority, try stealing from the IRS and see how it feels like. You see? So you say, though you have worked with your money, you have worked for your money with your own strength, you are the one who rose up early morning and went and came. You have worked for your money. And then they said that this percentage belongs to us. This is authority. The authority that provides you with streets and electricity and water and healthcare and safe environment, the police, they have the authority that says, we need this percentage belongs to us. Uncle Sam is saying, this percentage belongs to me. Do you know Uncle Sam? Yeah. Ask your neighbor, do you know Uncle Sam? He says, this percentage belongs to me. And you are the one who worked. But authority, when they are making certain provisions, when they are providing you with certain things, they have a right to demand a portion of what you have earned, what you have earned, and try taking that portion and see. Are you understanding what I'm Try eating that percent and see what the IRS will do to you. Uncle Sam does not care, does not take excuse. Even if it is five years old, it has been five years since you took that percent. They will call you and say, five years ago, you took this money from us. We want it back. Do you understand? With interest, we want it back. Five years ago, you took this amount of money and we want it back. Perhaps you move, you move, you, 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 you move to your home country and you live there for some time and things didn't work out, you have come back. And they say, now that you are back, bring that five, ten years ago, you took this money from us. And we want it back. And they will not accept any excuse. Authority will not accept any excuse. Are you listening to me? Yes. You say, oh, 2014, oh, 2014, I had a baby, that's why I couldn't pay all my taxes. They want it back. And so, you had a baby, so what? Are you listening to me? 2014. And it's four years now. You say, oh, 2014, you know, my rent was backed up and I couldn't pay my taxes. And so what? We want our money. He wants his money back. Are you listening to me? 2000, you see, if you don't know how it feels, just steal from, the, from Uncle Sam and you'll see how it feels to steal from authority. You say, oh, um, we, um, we needed, I needed to clear my credit card bills. Is it not a good thing to clear your credit card bills? I needed to clear my credit card bills, and so um, that's why my taxes, I couldn't pay all my taxes in that year. And so, I need my money. You know, oh, 2006, that, that was our wedding. You know, we needed a lot of money for our wedding. And so we couldn't, you know, pay our taxes. And so, 
Are you listening to me? 2013, oh, you know, my family size increased and we needed a new apartment. And the down payment was a lot. That is why I couldn't pay my taxes. And so, would they take excuses like that? That your family size increased and you needed a bigger car. That is why you couldn't pay your taxes. But that is what we do to the Lord. That is what we do to God. And we think that God understands. He says, give that to your governor and see if you will accept that. And if your governor will not accept that, if it is not worth honoring your governor with that reason, it is also not worthy to bring it to the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Steal from authority is a dangerous thing. Hallelujah. We sing, as for God, he understands. So why can't Uncle Sam understand that you were clearing your credit card bills? Is somebody understanding the word of God this afternoon? Yeah. We often justify our robbing God by our needs. Because of our needs, we justify our robbing God. Because of the lack that we have in our lives, we justify it and we rob God. That I had this reason. I've not been paying my tithe for some time now because I needed to pay my tuition. True or not true? Yes. But may God deliver you from every situation that puts you in a condition to make you steal from him. May the Lord deliver you from every such condition. Every such situation that will cause you to steal from him. Hallelujah. Proverbs chapter 30 and verse 8. Proverbs chapter 30 and verse 8. It says, Remove far from me vanity and lies. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with food convenient for me. The Lord will feed you with food convenient for you. I say God will feed you with food that is convenient for you. He said, feed me with food convenient for me. Lest I be full and deny thee. And say, who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal. And take the name of my God in vain. May the Lord deliver you from any situation that will make you put his name in vain. Any situation that will make you steal from him. May you never be in any condition, any restrictions, any situation that will cause you to steal from the Lord. In the name of Jesus, he will bless you with food convenient for you. He will bless you with your need. Ask him and he will give to you. He will never make you be in a need where you will steal and sin against him and put his name in vain. Hallelujah. Do you have the common English version in this one? You will never steal from the Lord. You see, stealing is not good. Why would you steal and bring a curse upon your life? Why would you steal paper clips? Paper clips and safety pins and printing papers just to bring a curse upon your life. He says stealing is stealing all over the face of the earth. That means everywhere, as long as it is on this earth, stealing is stealing. Amen. He says, lest I be full. You don't have that version. You have the NLT. Give me the NLT. He says, first help me never to tell a lie. You need help from the Lord so you don't tell a lie regarding your finances. You need help from the Lord. If the Lord does not help you, you will tell a lie. In the world that we live in, if God does not help you, you will tell a lie. But may the Lord deliver you from all such situations. I say, may the Lord deliver you from all such situations. Situations that will put you in a place to lie. He says, second, give me neither poverty 
Give me neither poverty. You will never be poor. I say you are not a poor person. You are not a poor person. Poverty is not in your lineage. Poverty is not in your home. Poverty is not under your roof. In the name of Jesus. He says, give me neither poverty nor riches. Give me just enough to satisfy my needs. Enough to satisfy my needs. First, he says, for if I grow rich, I may deny you and say, who is the Lord? You see, sometimes, you know, sometimes there are certain things that we need from the Lord and he has not given us and it's good for us. I say it is good for us. Sometimes you ask the Lord for a job and he blesses you with a job and it takes you away from him. It makes you forget about him. Sometimes you need a marriage and God blesses you with a marriage and it makes you disobedient to him. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? But you pray that God will give you what you need. What you need. Hallelujah. What you need. Just what you need. Amen. He says, for if I grow rich, I may deny you and say, who is the Lord? And if I am too poor, I may steal and thus insult God's holy name. I may steal and thus insult God's holy name. May you never be in a situation that will make you steal. In the name of Jesus. That you will never rob God. You will have in abundance enough that you can give and you will not suffer. Amen. Poverty is a cursed thing. And it makes you become more cursed as a person. Because it puts you among the class of thieves. It makes you steal. It makes you lie. But the Lord is delivering you from that situation. I said the Lord is delivering you from that situation. Hallelujah. Whatever you need, ask God rather than stealing from him. Whatever you need, ask God. You need paper clips, ask God. To give you paper clips. You need printing papers in your home for your computer. Ask God. Rather than stealing from him. Some of you, you have stationary store in your house. Your, the, 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 the storage in your, in your job and the office, you have a similar one in your house. And in, you have never bought any of those things. But may the Lord deliver you. You see... Some of us, we steal out of habit. It's not that you cannot afford it. You can afford it, but because it's easy, no one can see. You see, that is why I'm saying the stealing, you hide to do it. Isn't that so? When no one is there, it's easy for you to steal. Amen. May you never go to the corner store to drink hot coffee and be sweaty just to steal from the Lord. Or drink cold water on a winter day, winter afternoon, and shiver just to steal from the Lord. May the Lord deliver you from all such conditions in the name of Jesus. He will provide for you. Hallelujah. Amen. We want to pause here and we will continue next time that we meet. Hallelujah. Amen. Why don't you clap for the Lord? And were you clapping for the Lord? And stand to your feet, please. And let us pause here. Oh, Jesus, we are thankful. Lord, we are grateful. Father, we are thankful. Oh, Jesus. He says, for if I grow rich, I may deny you and say, who is the Lord? And if I am too poor, I may steal and thus insult God's holy name. May the Lord never put us in any situation where we will steal or where we will rob him. Oh, Jesus, may we never rob you in tithes and in offerings. May we never rob you. May we never rob you. Deliver us, Lord. We are thankful and grateful in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, for the blessing with which you have blessed us. Lord, we are grateful. We thank you for your provision in our lives. Now, therefore, we ask, oh God, May you never place us in a situation. Lord, deliver us from any situation that will make us not have enough. Father, any condition that will make us not have enough. 
that we might steal and disgrace your holy name. Deliver us, O God, from any situation that will make us rob you, from any excuse that will make us rob you. But Lord, may you provide for our children. May you make provision. Provision, O God. Provision in our homes. Provision in our homes. Father, whatever is on our hearts, O Lord, I pray, Lord, that your will shall be done. That we will never be in a situation to rob you. We will never be in a situation to be called thieves. That we will not experience the curse that comes upon a thief. We are grateful, Lord. We are thankful in the name of Jesus. If there's anyone here this afternoon, I want to give you this opportunity with all eyes closed and every head bow. You are here this afternoon. You are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. Pastor, pray with me. I want to receive Christ as my Savior. If there's anyone here like that, I want you to lift up your right hand with all eyes closed and every head bow. This very private moment, just lift up your right hand. You are saying, Pastor, I want to receive Jesus as my Savior. I want to receive Jesus Christ into my life. If that is your prayer, lift up your right hand wherever you are and I can pray with you. I'll say a simple prayer with you. Is there any here, anyone here like that? Lord, we are thankful and grateful you hear a silent voice speaking to you and say this is your time this is your day receive christ is there anyone here like that oh jesus we are grateful we are thankful we glorify your name in jesus name amen, amen. hallelujah we believe you've been blessed by this timely and powerful message we invite you to join us on Sunday afternoons for our Duel of Heaven service and Tuesday evenings for our Word Power service. For more messages by Rev. Brian Nkrumah, please subscribe to the QFC Bronx North Podcast or contact us at 929-247-0738. Stay blessed.